is directing us today? I'm taking um, a more direct leadership role. I'm trying anyway. She's pushing buttons, everyone. Literally, I just pressed the record button. It's a big step. I am trying to be more tech savvy because Tresla's... I don't know why we're starting with this. Listen, I love it. She's trying new things. We're participating. It's all good. Um, Happy Sunday for us. Happy whatever day of the week you happen to be listening it to. Yes. Um, It's been... Tresla and I were talking... It feels very tense right now. Yes. Just in the world. I don't know Mm -hmm. where... I know we have... Most of our listeners are here in the good old U.S. of A., um, and it's hella tense here. Yes. But it seems like it's also a little bit rough kind of everywhere. So, you guys, we were talking about trying to take care of each other. Yes, and, and taking care of yourself. So, do something nice for yourself this week, guys. Yeah. I like mean, besides like, listening to our hilarious uh, podcast. And doing good. <laughs> um, I did my nails today. Mm-hmm. Guru, yeah, I called Guru and she was like, I'm doing my nails. I was like, I want to do this thing for mm-hmm. myself too. So I did my nails. They look like I did nothing to them, which is like... <laughs> but that's a, that's like peak Tresla. It's like a very subtle... She likes to do a polka dot design, maybe a little bit of glitter at the ends. Like she does... I want you to see my nails from 10 yards away at least. And I want you to see like all it Everything is. Everything else. All yeah. it is. <laughs> Guys. focal point. We have been getting really serious on our podcast. I feel like we hit the, you know, we're talking about the puberty season, if you will. Yeah. Well, and you know what? Teenagers are moody. Yeah. And right now we're a little moody, but here's what's, well, I don't know. We're, we're okay. We're just, we just, we, last night we had opportunities to go out all night and we stayed at home and had a big everyone drink wine and read oh book session. Oh my gosh. I got halfway through a romance <laughs> novel. I used to exclusively read romance novels, especially in high school. I think most of us had those moments. Really gave me a lot of uh, uh, unrealistic expectations about a lot of things, especially <laughs> rippling muscles. And I'm not going to go any further with Instagram this. Instagram helps me with that, too. We all know what we... So, we're a little bit like... We're like, I don't know. We, we had an introvert night as a group inside, which is wonderful. But then we were thinking about our last podcast... And how we talked about, like, setting your boundaries and the... Well, yeah, and, like, the expectations you put on yourself and how they may or may not be, like, causing you more problems than they are. Yeah, and last week, I think we... Didn't we talk about the expectations other people have for you and how to, like, stand up for that? Yeah. So I thought maybe this week we could switch it around. Mm -hmm. And we talk about the expectations we have on other people. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're in this growth phase with us Mm -hmm. and you're learning from I don't know our mistakes our lifetime our journey Mm -hmm. or whatever this is going to be an important I just made a connection I just mentioned my (laughs) um my romance novels and listen every romance novel especially the like the pulpy like uh paperback ones it's the same story two people they can't be together they have some sort of miscommunication that they decide that they're perfect for each other they resist the attraction and they give in. There's some sort of conflict and then they give in. But the underlying um, thing is this uh, idea of there being this irresistible drive toward each other and this, like, just electric, whatever, passion, perfection. Everybody is exactly the perfect, like... They have all the perfect clothes, and they're, like, whatever. It's... Or someone's poor, and someone has to save someone. Sure, that's true. Or the, oh, God. I really loved the Marriage of Convenience ones, where she, like, oh, I'm trying to remember, but whatever. She's like, I'll marry you, but not because I like you. And then she slowly starts falling in love with him, because he's silent, but he's fair, and he's <laughs> uh, strong. 
This is weird. So <laughs> I brought that up because we were talking like the ex- expectations we have for the world and other people. Um, I feel like especially my expectations of men, and I don't know that this is necessarily unfair, but it definitely limits my kind of uh, options and my real world engagement with the opposite sex is this idea that I will get that sort of like sweeping like that they're going to come at me and like be excited and do a lot of the work. It's what it is. It's to do a lot of the work. I feel like I do a lot of emotional work in my life. I'm a therapist. I love to listen to people. I love to like learn about people. And so one thing that I think I want from a relationship, and again, I don't know this is necessarily wrong, but perhaps unrealistic and unhelpful, is that my intimate relationship will be one where I get taken care of sometimes too. Well, I, yeah, every both people should be taken right? care of. I, what was it? I was in that really awful relationship for like three months, and at the end, I was telling him I felt like I was being punished, and mm-hmm. she said partners shouldn't punish each other; they no. should work together, right? To come and it like hit me like, oh my god, you're right. I should you shouldn't be punished by your partner. There should right. be no punishment. You're not. This is not a child mother father relationship. Right. This We're is a team. A you don't team. get to fucking tell me what I do exactly. wrong. Exactly. You guys are equals coming at each other, trying to help each. You actually like. Don't forget to like each other. Right. Yeah, don't forget to give the other person the benefit of the doubt when you can without, you know, and putting your boundaries up. Okay, so we're going to go back, I think, maybe to the idea of the expectations we put on others that may be harming our own growth and our knowledge of ourselves and where mm-hmm. we need to be and et cetera, et cetera, because right now it is a moody, moody time for those mm-hmm. of you who are into astrology. We are in our Venus retrograde and mm-hmm. we'll be there till the 16th of November and it can feel icky. Um, so theoretically, it's literally like you're burning off unnecessary or unhealthy relationships. That's what so, yeah, and and if says. and if you are coming in and you keep like all of a sudden your exes are popping out of nowhere and da 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 and there's like this thing. Look at the sequence. Take a step back from your life. Look at the sequence, and it may feel really good to give in now, but maybe take a step back and like you know. Yeah. Think about what it is that you really want and why you really broke up in the first place. Well, because I like the idea, like astrology or no, like we are, people are. Um, Someone didn't turn off her cell phone. Wow, that's not me. Who is it? Oh my goodness. Okay, well I guess it's my. You guys, other there's laptop. a mystery. Color. Oh my god. Okay, so. <laughs> Just kidding. So Halloween is over. We're not doing this anymore. Oh. Um, <laughs> and it's Thanksgiving. It's not Christmas yet. Um, I don't know why that's going to be the longest phone call ever, too. Um, it's fine. I can no. We're gonna power Um, through. Does that bother you? No. So I'm gonna turn it off. But basically, let's let's for a second, like let's go back into it. So we've got the we've got this sort of like things are popping up in our lives. There's a sequence to it. Like the same. You keep wondering why does the same thing keep happening to me over and over and over again? Mm -hmm. Well. There's a reason because from you know one of the things I've learned again just from my mistakes is that. There's something to be learned there that is good for your life and for Mm -hmm. your future. And until you learn that thing, it's going to keep popping up Mm -hmm. until you learn how to say no. And it doesn't just come back one or two times. It comes back a few times to test you out and say, oh, we're here again. Mm -hmm. You're going to say no? You're going to say yes? What are you going to do? And so these are not just your exes. This is other things in your life. And so my question is, is what are you expecting? Like what kind of expectations are you putting on other people That are leaving you incredibly unsatisfied in your own personal life. Right. 
Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Because I I felt that it sounded really meta. No. But, uh... (laughs) Well, and again, because, like, this, it's a thing that you can call it the universe. You can frame it through astrology, or you can, like... I feel like we as human beings tend to be creatures of habit. Mm-hmm. We are taught a certain way to do things, and then we are going to keep doing those things that same way. And if you're taught to start or build or continue relationships a certain way, that's just a habit. That's what you're going to do. And so if you are lucky enough that the way that you build and maintain relationships is super like healthy, great. You're super lucky in that. But most of us have some weird things to like work out and figure out and do differently at some point because nobody is perfect. And so if you are kind of taught to have these one-sided relationships where you are the caregiver and that's how you get value and that's how you feel important and loved and, and like special in this relationship, you're going to keep getting into relationships where you're doing all the caregiving and then all of a sudden you realize you're not getting enough out of the relationship and you, and you find yourself be yeah, it's like, it's like if you have a family, for me, I think one of the, one of the easiest ways to parallel this was there was a Christmas. Mm-hmm. My family's not, I love my family. We mm-hmm. all know I love my family. Holidays aren't our thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they're not our thing, but they're not really our thing. We've spent most of them traveling or doing something else. And, and there was one Christmas we were all together and I was trying to do it traditional. And so I went out and I made sure everyone kind of had a present and this, and I made all this great effort to make this day special because we didn't have it. And everyone was so la- la- lackadaisical. Is that a good word? Mm-hmm. Lackadaisical, yeah. La- yeah, good. I'm glad she corrected <laughs> They were so chill about it. And they didn't do anything. And I, at the end of the day, here's what I realized. There were presents under the tree for everyone except for me. Mm-hmm. And it, like, struck me so hard. It was so painful. And so very much it's what I'm talking about. Um, not my pain of the day. Thank you so much for feeling bad for me. But mm-hmm. it, it's more about... I expected, because I was doing all of this work for everyone else and going Mm -hmm. the extra distance and and thinking about all this, I expected to also have mine. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. That wasn't a realistic expectation within the confines of what I was dealing with. And also, and you may or may not, and this is a question, is did you tell people that? Like, this Christmas we're doing this and I'm going to... Yeah, and and we did, but the thing is... You did have that and you just didn't. And and that's the thing. That's also a normal Mm -hmm. part of our lives. We may expect someone to do the dishes every day, you know, because we cook all the time. Mm -hmm. And that may not be clear to the other person, or it may be completely clear, and they don't care. Yeah. Well, because there are two things. There are implied expectations Mm -hmm. and explicit expectations, where you can have the conversation of, hey, I'm going to cook dinner. Can you clean up after? And And then either that person says, yeah, that sounds great, or absolutely not. Then you decide if you want to cook dinner and then also clean up. You go into that willingly. You do. Versus, and also right. you have to be very clear. Like, are you, are you willing to clean up right after? Because your expectation may be that they're going to clean up right after. But mm-hmm. their expectation may be, hey, I want to sit around. I want to yeah. watch some TV first. I, I just had a big dinner. Yeah, that we've all heard that one. I think every mom and every, like, every, but this one wanted soak. You know, <laughs> and three days later it's still there. It's still technically after. That person right. may do it, but it may be not on your time schedule. And so that is what I'm talking about. Is there an, is there a expectation sort of, and these are like very, like everyday expectations. Like I expect someone to put away the toothpaste or these little things, these micro things that start to annoy us. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking also the bigger stuff. Yeah. Um, for instance, okay, let's use it in dating. Like, mm-hmm. 
how do I do this in dating? Help me. <laughs> She's just sitting here listening. To I me. know. I'm, like, I'm just listening intently. Well, again, because I don't... Um, so you have the expectation that people are very much in communication with you. Mm-hmm. That people respond to your text within a reasonable amount of time. That they are following up. That they're actively participating in the conversation. Yeah. Um, and what... That is kind of a blanket statement. Obviously, that active participation may mean different things for me. Active participation is, like, within an hour or so, especially if I'm, like, doing other things. Mm -hmm. It's not all the time like that, but there's a difference between getting, like, an immediate text, getting a text in, like, an hour and a half, or getting a text the next day. Or four or five days or weeks later. as far as how it makes you feel. And so understanding that if you are – so I guess what what I think we're trying to get at is knowing what you want from other people because other if you don't know what you're putting out there, what you're expecting, you might find yourself getting irritated and feeling dissatisfied with your relationships without understanding why. It's the idea of, ugh, I always feel unimportant and frustrated and needy and like I'm going after these people or, mm-hmm. without understanding like, oh, I feel this way because I expect somebody to respond to me within an hour and they don't. And so then I can either clearly say, excuse me, I need you to be... Getting back to me yeah, within an hour, it means a lot to me. And they can, and you know what? Here's the thing. And mm-hmm. we live in LA, yeah. so a lot of the response is, okay, well, that's a lot. That's yeah. a lot for me. And here's the thing, people, again, it goes back to last week. You're afraid of rejection, you're mm-hmm. afraid of what they're going to say. And mm-hmm. so you're sitting here. So, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this in a way that we can control what we can control. We can't mm-hmm. always control there are people. And yeah. We talked last week about how we, you know, it's our choice whether we let go or we accept that into our life. But this is, a, for me, this is like, this was a big lesson. This took me many, many, many years and I'm still struggling with it today. And that's the scary thing about laying down a boundary is because you can put down the boundary and then that person has the option to walk away or tell you fuck no. Yeah. And so... People will sometimes avoid putting down that solid boundary because they know that is that breaking point that might end a relationship. Anything is better than nothing. Sure, right? We're like, I'll keep going and and do it. Well, that's just who they are. Sure. It doesn't matter if they, I heard, I hear this one a lot. It doesn't matter if they do that. You know, that's just who they are and that's, Mm -hmm. and that's fine. You know, like it's just who they are. And and I hear this all the time, Mm -hmm. but here's the thing. If you're willing to put up with that, what else are you willing to put up with other people? Like, um. We talked about, like, in certain systems and different things, you know, women can't wear pants at certain locations, but they're, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the women who participate are super big feminists, and, mm-hmm. but they're just like, but it's just a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, we can talk about it with, well, well this the, is just my family. Sure, sure. And but you're going to tolerate things in certain relationships that you wouldn't in others, uh-huh. because the value is, well, if my dad is super conservative and expects me to wear this particular type of clothing, I am going to give up my... Uh, expectation to wear whatever crazy thing I want not around him because that will upset him cause a weird conversation or just be kind of uncomfortable like you make that trade-off of I am willing to kind of sacrifice this thing that might be important to me for the greater value of that relationship I don't know I, I don't necessarily feel like that about my dad but that's just the idea of, just if you're example, going into yeah. right when you go into a church you're not wearing generally speaking although more power to you sister you're not generally wearing your stripper heels and your hot pants it's not appropriate yeah. in that sort of like organization exactly and so and that's what I'm saying it's a personal choice right it's what an, you but it's a good example of like with. yeah exactly what are you willing to compromise and here's the thing that compromise may not be wrong I'm not saying it's wrong right. or that it's right it's just that it exists and these are like some very simple 
um, ways to sort of explain this kind of grander thing I'm talking about. It's good for us to know what the fuck we're getting into, I guess. Yeah. Is what, like, if you understand that in certain situations you have to behave a different way, that's fair. But if you find yourself more often than not compromising and not getting to kind mm-hmm. of express yourself in the way you want, feeling maybe you want to, yeah. Or feeling sick because you didn't say something. Yeah. Or, or, or or sitting down all night worrying about that weird comeback that you could have said. Or you're sitting there and you're freaking out because of, you know, it, it, there's always this moment where you, you know inside something's wrong. You yeah. can't always pinpoint what it's wrong. Mm-hmm. But it, it starts to plant it its seed as an anxiety. Mm-hmm. And then you start to avoid the situation. And, and a lot of this has to deal with our own personal expectations of what mm-hmm. others, how other people should be ra- reacting to us. Mm-hmm. For me, when I was younger, I didn't, I was, you know, we talked about being seen. We've talked mm-hmm. about being seen this entire thing. And so it was for me, I was scared to be seen because I was told everything was wrong with me. Mm-hmm. I was too big. My God, being a Korean girl with boobs was mm-hmm. a whole thing because mm-hmm. I've had them since third grade. Mm-hmm. And so people would stare, people would like talk about it. It was a topic. I was, I was a topic whether or not I want, you know, nobody, no girl through puberty really wants to be visible by body parts and by it's different things. It's extremely scary to it's think It's so. already, and, and then it, it occurred to me, I don't know, it was only a few years ago, it occurred to me that I was like, I'm never going to be invisible. Mm-hmm. I was never meant to sort of sink in or, or be myself, or, or be myself. I was never meant to sink in and disappear or be invisible or just, just, because I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't. There's no one like me. Mm-hmm. I've not really seen very many people like me. And because of this, because of this feeling um, I've had to learn that standing out is okay. Mm-hmm. And that was terrifying. I, it happened just the other night at a party I was at. Mm-hmm. And I walked in and mm-hmm. I'm so... But here's the thing. I forget that the people around me may not be used to that sort mm-hmm. of... That open stare. Like I walk into a room and there I am. Mm-hmm. I'm an entrance. Here I am. I've made my entrance. Yes, everyone's seen me. Now I know who I'm looking for. But mm-hmm. everyone's like... like it's overwhelming for the people who don't know that that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and so it, Trezla likes to make an entrance, like in all. Once the ways, I learned that this was a thing, she really I made sure that I, I, I really milked it. <laughs> and so, for somebody that is generally speaking at parties, very uncomfortable, not somebody that likes to make a big splash until I'm ready. Don't push me. <laughs> it was always a thing to like. You know, come in fashionably late and wear a really bright color and be really... Because I was like, Like, everybody notices when you come in later to a thing and you're wearing an attention-grabbing... I've obviously gotten a lot more comfortable with it, Mm -hmm. but I was definitely somebody that was like, I'm trying to sneak in the back. I'm trying to find me a corner. I'm trying to, like... And you can't do that being my friend. No. That's one of the hardest parts of being my friend. You can't. (laughs) And and I had... And here's the thing, because I finally... you know, I was like, this is just who I am. This is who I, I can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. I embraced it, but I forget that the people around me may not be ready for such an invasive eyeballing Ew. <laughs> when they walk into a room. Sure. And, and so it's, and here's the thing, the expectation is there like, okay, I'm, this is, you know, this is going to happen. What mm-hmm. do I do with it? Mm-hmm. And for the longest time it was like to shrink. Shrink as small as I can, go sit in the table, get unnoticed. And now I was like, you know what? My expectation for myself only mm-hmm. is if I'm going to be, mm-hmm. then I'm going to bring it. Sure. Okay. And so. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it big. And I'm never going to be disappointed because I walked in and I did what I, I sort of needed and wanted to do. Whether I got the attention or not. Whether there were no eyeballs or not. 
I, I walked in and I did what I needed to do and then that expectation sort of disappeared mm-hmm. and I was able to make peace with something new in my life. Mm-hmm. So I think about the expectations I've had for other people. Um, like for me, I know that reliability is a big thing mm-hmm. with friendships, with dating, with pretty much anyone who's in my life. I need somebody who's reliable. Like mm-hmm. it's just because my life functions a certain way and reliability just means the world to me. It doesn't mean that you're not spontaneous. Mm -hmm. You can still be reliable and spontaneous. Right. Those things do go hand in hand. But reliability is not necessarily always showing up physically. It's showing up emotionally where if you can't be there physically, you are communicating about it. You are clear. It's not this disappearing. It's not ignoring people. It's not forgetting commitment you're not fighting someone to be to be acknowledged or any of those things and so I think about this and and that and so what happened when I realized that this this is something I need Mm -hmm. this is not something I just want this is not something that it's just a flippant desire I realized I looked at my life and I was like this is something that is necessary for me to continue on with my life in a way that is less dramatic, yeah. less this, less that. And, and it is important enough for me to just kind of put that boundary down. Yeah. And, well, and, and like any filter you put on any search, uh-huh. it's going to reduce the amount of returns. Yes. Right? If you start being specific about, I want it in this way with these type of people and this, I only whatever. want red cars. Sure. Yeah. Right? That means, I mean, there's only, only so red many. cars are going to show up. And, and you can't be pissed that there's not millions of and cars. And it might out be there maroon or burgundy, but that's not the red. <laughs> you want it you know and 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 it filters and that's the thing but here's the thing the the ROI if you will the return of investment here is that the people that you do meet and and the willingness to be able to be like you know what this is a really good person and when I see them I'm going to be super friendly it's going to be very excited but I have no expectations of this human being Mm -hmm. to ever really show up for me I'm not going to put that expectation and when I'm having a really bad day it's probably not going to be the person I reach out Mm -hmm. I I don't mind saying hey I've had a bad day Mm -hmm. and let them do whatever they want but there's no sort of like expectation on Mm -hmm. that person to say oh friend what can I do you you know, I'm at work right now, but what, you know, feel free to vent and I'll come back and read it. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, hey friend, I can call you in a, a couple of hours. I'm at work right now mm-hmm. or any of those things. And you have, because you know what to expect that reliability for me, it let me know like, okay, well, I'm going to see what I can do in those few hours on my own. I'm not just going to lay there and be like, the world is crashing. Mm-hmm. But I was able to sort of grow. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. we were able to grow within myself, yeah. set that expectation, and then also not put pressure on people mm-hmm. who cannot handle that in their own life. Because yeah. think about how awful of a person that sort of makes you to put that expectation. Not awful, but you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. An intense human being. I'm an intense human being. Yeah. And to put that expectation on someone who just like, their only desire in life is to always be happy no matter what, with no sure. drama, no ever, no ever, talking about nothing bad, I want anything bad. Yeah. Your life can, like, they're going to avoid you. And yeah. now that's going to cause more drama. Yeah. And so this is what I'm saying about sort of the expectations you have on other people. What are they? Look, it, it requires kind of a good hard look in the mirror. Yeah. Of what is it that I really want in my life? And, and these are going to start answering those questions. Why does this keep happening to yeah. me? Yeah. Why Why do I not have this in my life? What is missing here? And right. this is going to start... You Here's the thing. No, there's very few people who can reach out and be like, this is what's happening. And here's the thing. If they even did that to you, you'd probably be pissed off about it because you didn't want to hear the information. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you got to look at it as, what can I do mm-hmm. to sort of reach deep into myself? And, and that's where you're going to start looking. That's what's going to start answering those questions. What came up? Because mm-hmm. you're like... <gasps> I was so excited. 
you. I know what came up here. is the. I know. Right? I, was like, I was lost in my own thoughts. Um, this has been an ongoing thing. Of what what really makes me feel like wanted, loved, special, all that is people making an effort, them reaching out first. This like you mentioned these expectations limiting our own self growth. I think for me this inability or maybe it's unwillingness to I don't know to make the first step and like start flirting with somebody at the bar or start a conversation with somebody that I think is attractive um it's protective because if I if once I know what they're on board for then I know how to behave but this riskiness of like oh they could be into anything or nothing at all um I but I can't like I'm not going to be the one that starts it and and puts myself out there emotionally that means I talk to a lot fewer people on the internet, in the dating world, whatever. And, and the gasp that you heard me do was me realizing that this has been true in like all of my friendships where I'm realizing that I, I you cut, it's similar to what you said is this idea, realizing that I'd made myself so like available and so amenable that I wasn't kind of teaching or training my friends to and I think this is more um, true of me like uh, many years ago than it is now I think now I have much better more balanced relationships but because I was always there and I was always ready and I was always excited to be there my kind of presence or my time was kind of a given um, and so there were very few people that like reached out to me I always like you know tried to send the invite first or make the plans or you know I always want to be around my friends so you just assume that I'm there um, but then that left me feeling kind of unimportant mm -hmm. if people didn't make that purposeful kind of commitment or that effort to to spend time with me. Oh yeah, no, that question that we all ask at some point in our life: why are why am I always reaching out to the my friends doing and then, things. and they're never writing me first? Right. Well, and sometimes that's because your friends are jerks, but sometimes that's because <laughs> you haven't you haven't set out that boundary. You haven't train them we train people how to interact with us by how we, show, we treat ourselves right. and we show them what's okay we ask them to do these things we assert ourselves like not everybody some people are going to naturally you're going to meet somebody that's going to perfectly kind of mirror what you want in a relationship and that's amazing most of the time you have to ask for that shit mm -hmm. and set up those rules you do and you have to set up those rules by treating yourself the way you deserve to be treated so like mm -hmm. if you meet okay so Introverts apologize a lot. I'm I'm an, I'm an extrovert. We've talked mm -hmm. about this. Introverts tend to apologize a lot. Like, I just want to stay in tonight. I'm so sorry. Like, there's yeah. a lot of apologies for what they need. Yeah. And then they stop getting invited, and they're wondering why they didn't get invited. And a lot of it is because, you know, well, you you said no because people don't understand that that was just your sort of repair time. Um, sure. And they expect then for you to reach out to them. Mm -hmm. One of the things we can sort of do, I guess, to resolve this is just to understand... <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. Mm. I had it right in my brain. It went, ah, it, it, it did it build on me like a real jerk. No, I just, I, I, I think about that all the time because I used to be that way. I was like, why don't my friends ever call me to hang out? Why mm. don't my, why am I always making the plans? Why? Mm. And it is because of that training period. And that mm -hmm. training period comes from how do I treat myself? Mm -hmm. Am I apologizing for needing to be alone tonight? Or do mm -hmm. I just simply state, it's been a bad day at work. Yeah. This is how I handle my emotions when it's been a bad day. I mm -hmm. need some alone time, but I will touch base with you in a couple of hours, I promise. Sure. Let me know if, you know, if you really need anything. Yeah. And it's and it's and it's unap it's not being apologetic for who what you need yeah. to sustain your own life. Yes. By doing that, 
you then, it does change. And I'm going to tell you from experience, it does change. Because when Gershavit and I met, we met at a comic book store. It was fantastic. But she, we exchanged numbers. And one of the first sentences she said after exchanging numbers is, we won't be able to hang out for a couple of months because I'm finishing up grad school. Mm -hmm. And I need to finish up grad school. And so I'm not going to have a whole lot of spare time until mm -hmm. after this particular day. I was, like, I was graduating. My, my parents were coming into yeah. town. There's like a whole bunch of stuff happening. And so I was like, I'm going to be unavailable. That doesn't mean I don't want to hang. That means I'm unavailable right and now. She, and she said, feel free to touch base. I'm not, mm -hmm. she's like, I'm not good sometimes at remembering long term, yeah. but feel free to touch base in a couple months and we can go watch that movie. Mm -hmm. So we planned on watching a movie. We, and we touched base maybe a week after her graduation. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, and I would touch base and be like, Hey, how's the graduation going? It was just, it wasn't any, there was no pressure there. She mm -hmm. simply stated it. And even when we started hanging out, it was like once every couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. It wasn't even that much. Mm -hmm. um, and it was very much like learning, like learning how to treat each other. We had our own things on like codependency, mm -hmm. trying to figure out all those things. And that's why, I, that's why I think this is such an important lesson because there were many times that I would project onto her what my expectations were. Mm -hmm. And she would literally be like, whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Mm -hmm. That's not something I can handle. I've got this and this and this and this going on in my mm -hmm. life. And my brain, I don't know if it's just Korean, friends or family, we just help each other. That's just unknown. And so there was this retraining of like, oh, okay, I need to handle this. Mm -hmm. If I respect this person, I'm going to respect that this is who they are. Mm -hmm. And I'm okay with tolerating it or I need to let that go. Yeah. And in no place did we ever feel the need to let it go. Mm -hmm. We did. No, we, there was a couple of months. We, I mean, well, yeah. At we, one point because, where we re, did, definitely reevaluated things. Right. Well, and because when I was such a, when I was the type, and I always am, I think that's a thing I work with, that I want to be accommodating. I want to be exactly mm -hmm. the right person for everybody. I want to be like everybody's favorite and like the best at being a friend all the time. She's pretty good at it, guys. I was, well, and I was kind of contorting myself so much that I was becoming resentful. That, like, the, and this is not something that is only to Tresla's relationship. It's something that I've experienced in almost every relationship. It's that idea of setting up a whole Christmas party and nobody getting you any gifts. When you feel like you are bending over backwards to be what somebody else wants, and then it's not enough, or they ask for something else, and you go, it's fucking skewed, like that. Yeah. Where we have, and so, and I've, Tresla and I's relationship, it was really interesting because we get along so well for a lot of reasons, but those same reasons, we brought out each other's issues in a really intense yeah. way, where I've learned more about, like, setting, maintaining, like, dealing with these boundaries in order to make a relationship really appropriate mm -hmm. and awesome, like, quicker and more intensely than any other. Where, like, with usually... Because I, I, I came with a lot of issues. I mean, when mm -hmm. you met me, I was fresh out of a major relationship, like mm -hmm. a seven-year engagement. Mm -hmm. It was a two-year engagement, but it was a seven-year relationship. Mm -hmm. And I was fresh out of a relationship. I was trying to figure out myself. I was out there trying to make new friends. Mm -hmm. I was very confused. I was, like, mm -hmm. a mess. And there were times when you just needed someone to talk to. Mm -hmm. And then she finally came to me. I remember you came to me, and you sat down, and you're like, this and this and this and this and this. And mm -hmm. I went... Oh, mm -hmm. okay. I said, so here's the deal. I My issues are mine. You can't have them. Mm -hmm. They're my, and, and so if you're a powerful, if you, you've been told by many people, you're a strong woman, you're a powerful woman, you're a demanding woman, don't let those, first of all, those are compliments. Mm -hmm. those, I'm just going to let you know those are compliments, mm -hmm. even though I'm sorry that you had to be or came to be by circumstance you probably aren't excited about. But you are. And and in those, it can be a little bit more difficult to deal with people. There requires a little bit more patience on your end. 
But one of the things that should be explained to the people that you really care for, that you may be exhausting. They're the people who are avoiding your phone calls all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. They're the people who were suddenly there for you and then they, they just can't. They've been there in hiding. And it's not so much you as it is you're strong. You got a lot of emotional baggage and they have you're theirs impactful. too. Exactly. And so it's t it, it would be good for you to sit them down and say, listen, I need you to understand I'm not asking you to fix my issues. My mm -hmm. issues belong to me. Mm -hmm. Those are mine. You are simply here to be whoever you are. Mm -hmm. I appreciate it. I can't have you fixing my problems. I can't fix them. Mm -hmm. So how can you sit down and actually have this conversation? Because we've had this conversation multiple times mm -hmm. for both of us on both mm -hmm. ends because there was there's an ex there's also the expectation where like well if I'm friends with this person then their happiness that is my responsibility yeah or that means x y and z exactly and that's going to change everything for you because if you're willing to state like listen I'm literally just using you as a sounding board but if that can't be done mm -hmm. you should let me know because yeah, I care about you I don't want you disappearing when things aren't going to work out. Mm -hmm. I need, you know, like, I'd like to keep you. So if this is not who you can be, then that's fine. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I'm okay with that. I just don't want you to, like, I will handle my own issues. Mm -hmm. I just need someone to listen to me handle mm -hmm. them. Right. And and that was huge. I mean, that was huge for us. There was a time when, like, we were hanging out all the time because all of our interests aligned. Mm -hmm. And then we were it, going to the beach all the time. Yeah, and, and, then, it got, the it, and then it started getting, like, Wait, are we spending too much time together? Mm -hmm. You know, we're adults. Do adults do this? Because that's not normal status quo, if you will. Mm -hmm. And we had to re- I mean, there was a lot of learning how to figure out how to be. Oh, basically, we brought out all of each other's weird insecurities. Well, and I think that this is something that every relation, every friendship goes through. Certainly, every relationship goes goes through. I think yours and I was very explicit. Yes. Like, we had to literally talk about it, whereas maybe other people adjust in more subtle ways. Um, that just wasn't our jam. Subtlety yeah. is not something that... I, I, if we were to ever walk into a room, subtle, we can't even walk into the pool area subtly. Mm -hmm. We're not subtle people. Yeah. We, we bring a well, lot... Well, and Tresla brought out of me, like, I was, I was, I'm realizing how much, a, a lot of my work is, like, taking up space and demanding attention, and that's something that Tresla does very effortless, effortlessly. And I had no idea. Well, and that's absolutely a compliment. Like, it's that idea of, like, like yeah, you should walk into a room and make an entrance, girl. Like, you're fabulous. Like, <laughs> hell yeah. And I think all of us, like, deserve those moments of feeling amazing. Mm -hmm. And even though I had told myself that that's not something I wanted, the person I am now is very loud very attention grabbing and I feel more kind of in line with who I am internally than I have ever before. Yes. And that is that that oh that right there. I don't know if you guys heard what she just said. <laughs> but that right there is the feeling that you get when you suddenly are like, why does this keep happening? Yeah. Why do I find myself in and it's because you're not truly being honest with what you want and then you tend to sort of project that expectation onto the people in front of you mm -hmm. or around you, and they know you want it. They're yeah, always yeah, yeah, convincing yeah, yeah. you. Yes, girl, wear that dress. Yeah. Yes, you look good in that. Yes, go out tonight. Yes, right. but, and you know that you want it. Yes, get on that dance floor and dance. Yes, and, and instead of doing that, you sort of make it their problem. Their well, they dropped right. me on they're the floor. They're failing. Yeah, they did this. They're not giving me what I and look at attention. how much and you deny yourself of that. The, the the dialogue in this would have to change to 
they encouraged me to dance and I dance at night. Mm-hmm. Not they forced me on the dance floor and that's why I did that weird thing. No, mm-hmm. you did that weird thing because you're a little bit weird and you should be enjoying <laughs> that. Okay. And you've missed it. Part mm-hmm. of you, I mean, if you guys think of yourself, like you asked the question, I asked this to everyone, how old are you inside? Mm-hmm. And the first number that comes to your head is that number. Mm-hmm. What did that? What was that child like? Mm-hmm. What was that person like? Would that little girl or little mm-hmm. boy inside of you? What was? What were they like? Were they were they flamboyant and excited and and talkative? And everyone kept telling them to be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. And so over years, you became quiet. And now you miss it. And you need to let it out to play. You need to let that child out to play. Mm-hmm. Was it quiet? Was it? sort of more in like a little baby adult and was told that it needed to be loud and crazy and now you miss that quiet library time. Right. And so, and yeah. yeah, it's this idea of if you are not aware of kind of what you are wanting from the world, for instance, I, especially in like high school and college, I was wandering around in like giant t-shirts, like men's shorts, like no makeup, always had my head covered, like I was literally invisible, and yet I, and I, like in my journals I wrote it, like I wanted somebody to see me, I needed people to realize how beautiful I was on the inside, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't portraying that, I wasn't demanding it, and I wasn't feeling it myself, and so I was expecting this magical person to all of a sudden be able to psychically see who I was on the inside, even though I didn't know who the F that was and what it was doing, and so I was constantly disappointed. Of, like, why don't people see how fierce and fabulous I, I am? Because I wasn't fierce and fabulous yet. You weren't fierce and fabulous because it requires work. Even if you woke up the next day fierce and fabulous. Like, mm-hmm. physically fierce and fabulous. Mm-hmm. And whatever your mind's eye says that you are. Mm-hmm. Okay? But you didn't let go of the issues that were holding you back from that. And the projection, sure. that still doesn't go away. Yeah. There's no way to... This is, unfortunately, the one way you can fake it. But you better do the work to start making it. Sure, sure, sure. Because if you do, if you, if you, if that gap becomes too big, faking it until you make it. If that mm-hmm. gap becomes too big, you're gonna be faking it. You're going to become fake. Well, and if because then it feels sad it to does. not have that genuine energy behind. And, and I think it's in those eyes. just because we happen to be like aggressively loud and flamboyant. We were not this way in the beginning. Well, but also that's that might not be your true yeah your make, true form. Your true form might be more studious. And steady and like it might be the bookish girl and, and you are sure. you are but you are gonna be smart and you are gonna be mm-hmm. sincere and you are gonna be on it like we're not saying get louder you don't need to get louder for mm-hmm. some of us it's get quieter and get more introverted and get more thoughtful about it but it just so happens I know that a lot of people way. who are super bookish and studious and would you know they're more like J Crew Gap and mm-hmm. they would rather sit on a couch and read a book for the whole weekend mm-hmm. than ever put on heels and a dress and go mm-hmm. out and see a thousand people. That's just who they are. That's mm-hmm. their happy place, and they deny it. They get dressed up because of other people's expectations. Right, because you're supposed to. And then their expectations. Well, those people are never going to give me my friendship that I absolutely need because, and so it's your expectations of what they need to provide you. Mm-hmm. That's getting you out to do these things that you don't even really want to do. Sure. It works both ways. It's very much about figuring out, okay, first of all, who's obligating you, who's causing that obligation, and then number two, what obligations are you causing other people that you don't know and breaking sort of that inner cycle that keeps happening, you know, that that thing that keeps coming back, that reason that keeps coming back, that situation that keeps coming back, that mm-hmm. that boy or woman that keeps coming mm-hmm. back. Why do I keep attracting this? Because this type of person. This yeah, type of relationship. and it was happening to me. And I'm I'm giving you the only way I know how is the first hand account 
of this was happening to me. I've lost in the last, God, you've watched it. Mm-hmm. In the last four years, I can't keep count of how many, um, quote, I mean, these are quote friendships mm-hmm. or people that I've lost. Now I tend to be a little bit more demanding, if you will, about those things like, well, they don't fit in because I don't have a lot of spare time to give you. Mm -hmm. The thing is my spare time is when I give someone my time, it means a lot to me. And I, again, I love going to big groups of people. I love meeting strangers. I love the idea of friendship. I'm very hopeful. Guru will tell you I'm constantly going on dates. Mm -hmm. I will maintain, I'm great at maintaining contact, Mm -hmm. long distance relationships. I can do this. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. You have to be worth my energy. Mm -hmm. And that's, for me, that's where it comes in. If you're not with my energy, if you're one of those people who, you know, want one thing, I I run into those people who aren't sincere. I just, I can't. I can't. Mm -hmm. I can talk to you. I can give you advice. I can sit with you. I do a lot of life coaching that I didn't realize I was doing until recently. Mm -hmm. And I do these things and I help, but then there's a lot of disappearing and there's a lot of Mm -hmm. in and out. And so then I have to recategorize them. They're not, they're people I know. They're Mm -hmm. wonderful human beings. I like them. They're great. But as far as, like, my good friends, my good friends I can call, I can talk to, um, for me, again, picking up the phone. Mm-hmm. Even if they hate it, knowing that they will pick up the phone <laughs> is a big deal for me. Sure. Yeah. Because voice inflection means a lot to me. And yeah. so, uh, you guys can parallel all this information to your dating. Like, think about this just along the lines of your dating. Right. Why am I so mean to this person all yeah. the time? Yeah. Well, and also find, like, if you are making giant statements like, I'm always, or everybody always, or boys are always, or girls mm-hmm. are always, like, recognize, A, sometimes we live in a challenging society, and sometimes people are generally rude. But there are some things that you are creating this in your own in your own relationships. Some things you are doing to yourself. And what that takes is some introspection and some thought. Maybe it's writing. Maybe it's seeing a therapist. Maybe it's talking to your friends more. Figuring out what that is and how you might want to do it differently. Because if you don't make that choice to change it, it's just going to keep on happening. And also recognize that if you're not wanting to see it yet, it's not going to show itself. Sure. Does that make sense? It sure. Meaning like, okay, so right. you, you realize you're like wondering why does this thing keep happening to me, but you don't really want the answer. Right, if it's too scary. If it's too scary and you're going to run, then opening that door may not be the thing you want to do. You might want to start small. It is a, this is a deep, like, this is, this is next level as far as yeah. growing because I'm going to tell you it grows, but the thing that happens is the thing you fear, the people rejecting you, the people this and that. Yeah. But what I, you will know, the thing that's changed for me is I think... This last breakup I had, it was pretty heart-wrenching for me. Mm -hmm. I cried quite a bit, and I I was upset because it was such a good fit, I thought. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But people will ask me, like, my close friends know, like, I'm a little bit, you know, like, I'm a little, what do you call that word, petty? A little bit. (laughs) But only in my group of friends where I'm like, meh, he had a meh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But with other people, what I find myself saying, and what I truly believe, like, deep, deep in my heart, what I truly believe is, I am grateful that I learned earlier rather than later who this person was mm-hmm. and that it was not a match for me. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens. That is that is the dynamic that changes in your body. Mm-hmm. This is this was wonderful mm-hmm. at time. This is wonderful for now. Mm-hmm. I appreciate what was there. Um, I blew up the fucking bridge so that they couldn't cross it again. Well, and it can be painful. It can mm-hmm. still be painful even if it's the right thing for you. It is. you can exist in the same space. I mean, you, with people, there are people who pass away and they're old and it's time mm-hmm. for them to go. It still doesn't change the fact that it's painful. Growth 
aging, life itself, there are painful things, but to make it less painful is to be truthful to yourself mm -hmm. so that you know and you're okay with being alone when you need to be alone, how you can fix your own problems. Mm -hmm. This is very much a how to sort of take control living, and fix it yourself, yeah. a DIY. Living with integrity. It is, and, it, and, and, and that's how you're going to start being good to other people. Right. Yeah, and so, and again, I guess the thing that I'm, I'm, I'm I, we walked in, I walked into Tresla's house this morning, I was like, what are we going to talk about? And I've had a lot of moments for, like, not knowing what I wanted to say. Now I have all sorts of things to say. But this idea of if you expect this certain thing from other people, for instance, all the guys that I dated, the one thing they have in common is that they were very expressive and very overt in, in communicating their attraction to me. But then I would kind of allow that even though I didn't have a lot of that mutual attraction. And then it always felt terrible. Where like I expected that attraction, that like magical electricity from the romance novel. Mm -hmm. Surprise, it's not there. Like that's not how m love works. That's not how anything works. Like it's not magic. I don't believe in the magic of romance. I believe in the magic of like intimacy and time and true connection and integrity in relationships and so just expecting that oh they think I'm they think I'm cute or they do this or they've got this car they've got this job everything else will work because they have this one thing that I've decided is the most important surprise it won't mm -mm. because there's more to it than that you have to in order to create like a whole and functional relationship it has to be very mutual and so I I guess I like I found that out very much in a way that was very frustrating and made me feel like shitty and it was always uncomfortable and I felt like I was letting other people down and I, I've, you know, it made the experiences less awesome because I was focused on this thing that I expected from them, this attention, and there was nothing else there because it was wrong. This and it, that, that attention is not all of it. It isn't. Yeah. And I'm sorry that you felt shitty. Ooh. But that's really, I mean, it's, it's, it's really awesome to have the control now. Right. It's, and it's, yeah. it's, it's and here's the thing. You're not going to know what it is until you sort of get through. It's a hard knock lesson. <laughs> it's, this is not easy stuff. This is very much like, okay, so I keep getting hurt really bad. This mm -hmm. bad thing keeps happening. And it, it, to everyone else, they're like, oh, that's just, you know, that just keeps happening to her. For mm -hmm. me, remember the car accident? Mm -hmm. I kept telling you about I had, God, it was mm -hmm. frustrating. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't figure out, like, was there a target on me? What was going on? And finally, I was just done. Mm -hmm. I just I just stood out. And I remember screaming it from, like, the core of my being. There will be no more. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I was just done. But that's kind of, you have to sort of, there's a fire there to sort of burn away what's going on. And, and it asks you constantly, are you ready to see? Mm -hmm. So if you're a runner, if you're in a run, if you're someone who likes to run from their emotions because it's too hard, mm -hmm. I'm sorry they're going to catch up with you because running is exhausting or you will run forever and then sincerity and the things that you say you truly seek, mm -hmm. they be alone. You're, yeah, you'll never really have them because you're constantly, you're constantly running and you're not even running from people or hurt, you're now running from you and the things you don't want to deal with. Mm -hmm. And so they will come up. Here's the thing. I, this is not a bear of good news um, <laughs> podcast today. This is a, hey, listen, 
issues are arising right now. They're going to be coming up for the next few days. And we still got one more retrograde, a couple more retrogrades to get through. So with this, and I know some of you guys are like rolling your eyes at me. I don't care. You know, you got, <laughs> you got more light. How about this? You guys all have more life to live. And life brings with it its beautiful lessons and the things that we have to face. And things are going to come up. So here's the question. How much do you really want the things you say you want? If you want them bad enough, is it worth stopping and sort of really like seeing the way that maybe you're self-sabotaging well, and yourself? And making some hard changes. And making some hard changes that are uncomfortable. It's very mm. much like looking at it like, do I want this uh, Starbucks coffee today or can I can I uh, abstain from Starbucks for a year to put a down payment on or whatever? Mm -hmm. You know, it's 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 very give or take here. Like, it's, it's a little bit every day to suddenly wake up and be like, okay. Did you ever watch the television show Bad Sex? No. So it was on Logo several years ago. Okay. He is a licensed clinical social worker. Um, it was a group therapy. Uh, it was a show about group therapy and it was this group therapist named Chris Donahue. Mm -hmm. He's very much active on like Twitter right now. He's running the new love line. Yeah, yeah I know who Chris Donahue was. Okay. So he was a very attractive, muscly, tattooed <laughs> gentleman. And he was also a therapist and I was in grad school and so it was fascinating. But that whole show there's like a lot and there's a lot to like unpack around the whole thing. But what struck me was that like discomfort, that's where you grow. Like if something makes you uncomfortable mm -hmm. That's one thing you need to be paying attention to. And then there's a difference between pain and discomfort. Pain is telling you to stop. Discomfort is telling you to keep up. They say that in right? yoga all the yes. time. Right? And so when I heard, when a yoga teacher told me that, I was like, ah, that's like when Christani is up. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, but so, and the idea of you can stay comfortable and not do anything. Mm -hmm. And that's fair. That's your choice. But then don't be surprised when nothing new is happening. Yeah. Um, but the what is more gratifying and what is painful and gross and uncomfortable is like leaning into those moments of like hey this is hard this is scary i don't know it I is can't. and it's, it's okay it was never scary uh, for those of you who are swimmers who like to jump off diving boards or Ugh. take chances or whatever you know the the edge of the diving bar the first time you faced that water and you looked at it or the first time you dove into water or jumped into the pool mm -hmm. there's a moment it's not easy you mm -hmm. have to make that decision mm -hmm. and if someone pushed you in it's a hundred percent not the same no Getting pushing pisses you off because you have sputtering <laughs> blaming other people why did you do that you go pat in the corner think about it you're a kid that's what you're gonna do but if you did it yourself and you come out of that water and you swim to the edge there is a moment of like undeniable victory mm -hmm. no matter we're talking from like little kids all the way to freaking grown-ups jumping off that it is terrifying but there's a yeah, moment of exhilaration. victory and there's a moment of change and that's kind of where this podcast is like this particular podcast is existing is right in that moment of you making the choice rather than life hitting you in the face and yeah. saying pushing you in and saying fine you're not going to do it we'll do it for you right it's different well and because we talk like when again we I walked in and we started it's like I I want to have a funny silly like wacky loud podcast like we for but like that's just not the reality that we're living right now. It's, it's it's not wacky and silly right now. And I don't and, and we have wacky moments and we'll definitely have those, but here's And you guys if you want us to like if you have the ideas of things that you want us to talk about, but we like 
Again, it's about being authentic and genuine. Mm-hmm. I am not a, like, performer. I have to come at this with whatever I'm feeling in the moment. She's not a performer, but Miss Girl here. <laughs> she can, don't let, she literally, she's fine. She hangs no, out I'm with fine. comedians. No, I'm fine. <laughs> she can handle, no. She can handle her. She talks about herself sometimes. Yeah, so I guess I'm, yeah, I'm just aware. I don't know. It would be nice to be bubblier, but. Today is not a bubbly day, and I'm not going to apologize for it. Fair. Thank you. I appreciate that. I respect that. We're not apologizing. And as a last little thing. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was like, our non bubbliness, though, gives us an opportunity to talk about more serious things. And, 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 And I still think they're both, they're ingestible. It's just sometimes they're more difficult because our life has been difficult. True. Our, our our friendship isn't always like candy corn and and, and rainbows and unicorns. Um, gross! Don't <laughs> talk to me about candy corn. I hate it so much. <laughs> I don't know why that felt I important to interrupt your very sweet, genuine moment with. It's just all my about cupcakes, Reese's Pieces, Thank and dark you. chocolate. Thank I don't know. <laughs> it is. Me. It has its moments, but we've had. So, I mean, think about just the last year. We had the therapy license and the studying. And the new jobs and then my, you know, my lung collapsing and me Mm -hmm. almost dying. And, like, we've been through some stuff and not all of that was laughter. We've lost friendships. Mm -hmm. We've been through some pain. But here's what we can offer you is that everything that comes out of our mouth here will be sincere. Yeah. And it will be about where we were in our lives. And I'm not going to be sad about that. You know. I wish I had, I, I was listening to me four years ago. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I'm excited Because you coming out in her Halloween costume this last weekend was so cute. Yay. Thank she, you. She finally wore it. And here was the thing. I had a I had a, uh, a text message that had popped up from, oh, God, it was must have been a year, year and a half ago when you first bought that sort of costume. And you uh-huh. said, how about this? And she wouldn't uh-huh. wear it out. And so she finally wore this sort of, like, scandalous costume out and it was beautiful and it was you know and it was all her thank you and that and that's what really comes through when you start realizing what you're projecting on other people and what you're demanding and sort of expecting from other people and also saying no to the expectations that you can't fulfill Mm -hmm. what starts to come out is you the real you the the person that you don't need to put the words i'm sorry that i am sure in front of i'm sorry i'm not someone else i'm sorry Mm -hmm. i'm not this i'm sorry i'm not you don't feel that way anymore. That ickiness, that sticky yicky, mm-hmm. it starts to let go and yeah. go away. And that's kind of the biggest thing I could give anyone advice for mm-hmm. is this dealing with this hard stuff has its rewards, but the reward is that you're more you and you're yeah. okay and you're at peace with it. Mm-hmm. Just my nail. Um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, yes. And and because again, like everything that I feel very strongly about right now is kind of dark. Even like I posted on Facebook, Radio Lab is a podcast, and it um, they had a three part series this last month about boundaries, and it's about boundaries and consent and saying no, but specifically women saying no, and like women's place in culture and and who we are. And if I thought it could be anything other than just like a rehashing, I'm 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 gonna continue to remind Tresla to listen to it. I listened to it and had a lot of feelings and wanted to, like, yell about it. 
But right now we're in a we're a hundred percent in a time of transition. We are like that can't like personally Election coming up. Yeah, like nationally, globally, we're in a transition, and we can either survive this transition or not. This is when we it's uncomfortable, and we're pushing, and we're pushing, or we and can we're avoid growing. it, and we can die. It literally because if you're not voting, don't talk to me anymore. If you're not voting, you're literally letting people die in front of your face. Like be clear be active participate because the people that are have participated in the past several years and have gotten us to where we are today do not have general like well-being and they don't have their sense of humanity is in question wow me. you really pulled back i guys did. we're gonna have to let I'm you trying. go i feel it bubbling yes. all right guys thank you so much Thanks for coming on this dark ride with us. We love you. We love you. You guys are amazing. Keep up the good work. Oh, God. Bye. Bye.